Matthew 2 this morning, if you'll look there with me. How many of you have someone in your family that you just, you just don't know what to get them for Christmas every year? It's always a struggle to get him or her. It's like the person that has everything. What do you get them for Christmas? Raise your hand if you have a family member like that. My family all says I'm like that, but I don't think that's true because I've given them some ideas and stuff. But, but you have that. And, and sometimes as a Christian, you just wonder, next Sunday will be a special Sunday. It'll be a lot better uh, preaching than me because the kids will be reminding us about what the Christmas season is all about. And <clears throat> what a blessing it is when our young people are learning about Jesus and teaching us about him. But, but today I want to talk, it's all about Jesus today. This morning and this evening services, both messages are just a challenge on what can we do for Jesus? What can we do for him? I know that his birthday wasn't exactly December 25th. I know that we could have debates about that. And every year those videos circulate and people want to make sure they educate the whole world. That it, but, but here's the deal. I'm just thankful that we do as a country set aside a day that honors the birth of Jesus Christ. And even as secular and humanistic as America continually goes, they still can't get away. But the real reason that everything will shut down December 25th, that's Monday, a few weeks from now, is because of the birth of this baby 2,000 years ago. Even the atheists that teach at these universities today and anti-God and anti-Jesus will have to sit at home. Even if they don't celebrate Christmas, nobody will come to their classrooms because of the birth of this baby 2,000 years ago. What do you do for the one that has everything? Jesus is the Son of God. He's the King of Kings. He's the Lord of Lords. And he earned that according to Philippians chapter 2. Every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess that Jesus Christ is Lord of the glory of God the Father. Because he became obedient even to the death of the cross. Jesus Christ has earned that rightly title. That tone. all power is given unto me, Jesus says in Matthew chapter 28. What do we give to him? What can we do for him? Well, Matthew 2 is probably the, uh, the, the lesser read chapter at Christmas time. Luke 2 seems to get a lot more of the spotlight time. But... But boy, there's some neat truths in here, and I want you to just look at a few things here with me real quickly. Let's look at verse 1. Now, when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, there came wise men from the east of Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star, notice that, his star in the east, and are come to worship him. When Herod the king had heard these things, he was troubled in all Jerusalem with him. And when he had gathered all the chief priests and scribes of the people together, he demanded of them where Christ should be born. And they said unto him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for thus it is written by the prophet, and then Beth, and thou, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are not the least among the princes of Judah. For out of thee shall come a governor that shall rule my people Israel. Then Herod, when he had privily called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what time, look at this, the star appeared. And he sent them to Bethlehem and said, Go and search diligently for the young child. And when you have found him, bring me word again that I may come and worship him also. When they had heard the king, they departed. And lo, look at this, the star which they saw in the east uh, went before them till it came and stood over the young child was. And watch this, verse 10. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. And when they were coming to the house, they saw the young child with Mary's mother and fell down and worshipped him. And when they had opened their treasures, they presented him gifts, gold and frankincense and myrrh. Four times the word star shows up in this chapter. The first time it says this phrase, and I love this, his star. And rightfully so, because Genesis 1.16 says... Just in passing, one of my favorite verses in all the Bible, and he made the stars also. Describing this incredible, magnificent God who created the universe in six days. If you study stars, just to think that God is so powerful and so mighty that, that they could describe the stars as being made just in a short... Oh yeah, by the way, we want to mention this in case you didn't know this. He made the stars also, Genesis 1.16. Read that later, it's amazing. And yet we have the star of this chapter is Jesus Christ... But a star helped get them to the star. And I want you to think about that. We live in a day and age where stars 
have become obsessed by the society in which we live today. I mean, people are just obsessed with stars. They go crazy over what we call stars. In Hollywood, they have the, the star walk. I think it's hilarious that they put all these celebrities' names on some star, and then people walk all over top of those stars. I think it's hilarious. But stars, you know, we have rock stars and music stars and, and sports stars and, and, and movie stars, and people talk about stars, stars, stars. And, and even now we have influencers on social media that become stars. And may I remind you that a star is simply defined as this, an apparently small, luminous body in the heavens that appears in the night, and when its light is not obscured by clouds or lost in the brighter effulgence of flood of light, splendor of light of the sun. Stars are fixed or planetary. The fixed stars are known by their perpetual twinkling and by their being always in the same position in relation to each other. The planets do not twinkle and they revolve around the sun, but the stars are worlds and their immense numbers exhibit the astonishing extent of creation and of divine power. That is a definition from the Webster's 1828 Dictionary, an older definition which gives God some credit for the creation of these stars. There's some amazing applications that you can pull out of this idea of the stars. And I want you to look at these applications. At the daytime, nobody sees the stars because of the presence of the sun. And one day, we'll not have to worry about stars because the S-O-N will be present on this earth. Someday, this dark world will be very bright. Before it gets very bright, it's going to get a little darker. There's going to be a tribulation period, and then a great tribulation period, and then the S-O-N will show up, and you'll no longer need the stars or the moons, if you will. But it is not day now. It is dark, and so we have the opportunity to fill that role. Listen to this. Clouds can obscure the stars. Clouds can get in the way of stars. My wife and I wanted to see the northern lights last February, and we did get some good glimpses of them. But we didn't get to see them in their full display, which means we'll have to go back someday. Because clouds got in the way of it. The weather can affect those things. And may I say to you today, many Christians today, maybe we're not shining like we should or used to because we have clouds of bitterness, clouds of sin, clouds of, 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 of issues or struggles we have in our life that are blocking us from being as effective as we could be. Stars are in the same position in relation to one another, except for the star that moves in this chapter, which means Christians, stars, we should be getting along with each other, feeding off of each other, encouraging each other, helping each other. And then I love this, stars demonstrate divine power. In other words, they are a testimony of the power of the divine. The star itself is not saying, I am powerful, but rather the star is a testimony of the creator. Every night when you step outside and you look at this black sky and you see these beautiful twinkling stars uh, spread out across the sky, that is a testimony. That is, the, that is the creation yelling to you, there's a God in heaven, there's a God in heaven, and these stars are a testimony to the power of our creator. You do understand today that the sun is a star, and yet the sun is a very small star, but the reason it seems so big and bright is because it's much closer than the many stars we see at night. These stars are incredible creations of God, powerful, huge uh, the luminous beings that God created. Think about this, how, how you, have the, you have the novas and the supernovas and Betelgeuse, and you didn't study the stars. You ought to study it sometimes. It's fascinating. Fascinating. The Bible says this, that God in the book of Psalms names his stars. He has names for them. Today, can I just ask you just a few questions and maybe make some observations as we move along? Because while we are obsessed with the stars of this world May I remind you that there's a whole lot more important stars doing things for God rather than the stars that continue to get the spotlight. There was a funeral yesterday, but none of the stars of Hollywood came, but there were some stars in this building that were here to help prepare food and make sure that there was a service to go on and singers and, and, and guitar players to make sure that someone was blessed by a funeral service. 
You know, when you go to the hospital, I'm, I hate to break it to you, but Taylor Swift's not probably going to come visit you in the hospital. Can I just say I'm a little tired of that? Can I, okay. I called NBC and CBS recently and said, when I watch a football game, I do not want to see Taylor Swift. Can I get an amen right there, okay? If you don't like that, just drink some vinegar and you'll be okay, man. But people are obsessed with stars. If, if, I, if I get sick and go to the hospital tomorrow, LeBron James isn't going to come visit me. But there's some stars in this room that will. It wasn't, uh, it wasn't Tom Cruise that got on a bus today and go picked up kids and brought them to church and taught Sunday school class this morning. But there's a lot of stars in this building that did. You know, it wasn't the politicians that stood up in this room today and taught Sunday school class and taught the Bible to people of this church. But there's some stars in this building that did. There's some stars in that building that taught kids. There's some stars over there right now teaching children about Jesus Christ. Those are the real stars today. And yet we Americans are obsessed with stars. Listen, may I remind you today, they're human beings just like you and me. They bleed just like you and me. They cry and laugh just like you and me. And they need Jesus just like you and me. The older I get, the more I get less impressed by those things and realize that all I want to be and all we should desire to be is to be a star for Jesus. John the Baptist was called by Jesus Christ, the greatest man ever born among women, except for him. And if you ask John the Baptist, who are you and what are you? He would simply say to you, I am a voice. That's all you have to know about me. And don't worry about my pedigree. Don't worry about what I've done. Don't worry about where I've been. I just want to be a voice about Jesus Christ. And that's what this star is. This star doesn't say a word. This star doesn't sing a song. This star doesn't give a sermon. This star doesn't do anything dynamic or dramatic. Yet the star brought these men that were seeking Jesus to the place where they could meet Jesus Christ. And so the challenge today is simply this. Let's be stars for Jesus. Let's be stars for Jesus today. This world needs some stars for Jesus. They need some people that will show them what this is all about. Number one, I want you to notice just a couple quick statements. Number one, first of all, notice that we are his star. The Bible calls us that. It's not an accident that the next three times the Bible says the star, the star, the star. But the first time God wants us to understand that we are his star. Notice that in Matthew chapter 2 again, verse number 2, the Bible says, saying, where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen, look at this, his star. His star. That's the first thing you got to learn today. First thing that we can be challenged and encouraged about today. You belong to Jesus. I belong to Jesus. If we've been saved by the grace of God today, I don't belong to a Baptist church. I don't belong to a Catholic church. I don't belong to a Methodist or a Lutheran church. I belong to Jesus Christ today. I am his and he is mine. I am his star. I am possessive. His star. He owns me. He claims me. He loves me. He directs me. He guides me. I am his star today. I am his star. Number one, notice that you are his star today. Sports world. Good old LeBron James. He's been a star on numerous teams. He changes teams more than people change their underwear sometimes. Somebody say amen right there. They follow their paychecks. They follow the money. But boy, if you're a true born-again Christian, you don't have to change teams no more. I tried different teams growing up. Religion tried to join me this team, and religion tried to join me that team. And religion had me go there, and religion had me go here. But can I tell you something? Hey, I finally found out that Jesus died on the cross for me. Jesus shed his blood for me. Jesus saved my soul, and I became his. Number one, you are his star. Number two, a star for Jesus can make an impact on this world. Do you realize today that the most powerful man in the world of that day, Herod, heard about this star? In Matthew chapter 2, verse 7, the Bible says, And Herod, when he had privily called the wise men, inquired of them diligently what time the star, the star, appeared. 
Herod had heard about this star. Listen to me. This star didn't say a word. This star didn't sing a song. But Herod had heard of the star. And it's not because the star was somebody special. It was because the star was taking you, taking them, taking whoever to that somebody special today. May I remind you today that Jesus is the special one. Jesus is the Christ. Jesus is the King. Jesus is the Lord. Jesus is the Messiah today. He is the one. And a star can make an impact on this world. May I say to you today that so much of the stars in society today are not making a difference in this world. Can I just logic with you for a second? If a Taylor Swift and LeBron James and Patrick Mahomes had never been born, this world would not even miss them. We enjoy the entertainment of some of these athletes because they are so gifted and they're able to fling a football across some field or dunk a basketball. But if they were never born, we would never have really missed them. But I tell you what we would miss. We'd miss a soldier. We'd miss a Sunday school teacher. We'd miss a school teacher. We'd miss a homeschool mom. We'd miss preachers. We'd miss, we'd miss, I mean, fill in the blank. There's lots of people out there. We'd miss the EMTs. We'd miss the people that really make a difference in society today. And they many times do it for very small wages, but they love to serve. And that's what's made America great because somebody out there is trying to make a difference in this world. Somebody out there is going to wake up tomorrow morning to make your day better. Somebody's going to wake up there tomorrow morning to make my day a little bit safer. They're going to make sure my city is safe, my neighborhood is safe, my country is safe. Those are the real stars today. Number one, first of all, we are his star. Number two, a star for Jesus can make an impact in the world. Number three, I love this one. I love this one. All a star really has to do is direct people to Jesus. That's all the star does is direct people to Jesus. All a star is is an introducer today. You introduce this world to Jesus. Look at Matthew chapter 2 and verse number 9. When they had heard the king, they departed and lo, the star when they saw in the east, which they saw in the east, went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. Isn't that a blessing to know that? You can introduce people to Jesus Christ today by your testimony. It is a dark world out there and getting darker by the moment. Wickedness continues to prevail and the enemies of the church and the enemies of Christianity are not within this room and they're not within Christendom in itself. The enemy is real and he's the king or prince of darkness and he consistently pushes his darkness on society today. But boy, thank God that you can see light in the darkness Light can make a difference. And you and I have the privilege and the honor of being a star in this dark world and showing people what Jesus has done in our lives. Can I testify today? He's been so good to me. I was lost and on my way to hell, but Jesus saved my soul. I was hoping for a sprinkling would take care of me. I was hoping a baptismal tank would give me that peace I needed. But it wasn't until I got born again. Jesus said, you must be born again. Whosoever will is still the chant and God says if you need a savior all you've got to do is qualify is to be a sinner well I was a sinner I said I was a sinner I was a sinner in need of a savior but thank God Jesus came to where I was he saved my soul he forgave me of my sins he put my feet on the rock he took me out of the miry clay he forgave me of all my sins past present and future it's under the blood Calvary has now been applied to my account I'm a child of the king I'm going to heaven someday he's my savior he's my redeemer he's my partner in life he's my god he's my everything hallelujah bless his holy name can i testify can i testify he's somebody you got to meet today he's somebody you got to meet today his name is jesus 
All we got to do is introduce people to Jesus. All we got to do is live in such a way that people say, there's something different about you. What is it? I'm glad you asked. It's not what is it. It's who is it. Jesus is the difference today. He's the difference in my marriage. He's the difference in my home. He's the difference in this church. He's the difference in my children. He's the difference in fill in the blank. Jesus Christ is the difference. And this world has got to hear that message again. Politicians aren't going to save us. Celebrities are not going to save us. But Jesus is still in the soul-saving business. First of all, we are his star. Number two, a star can make an impact on this world. Number three, all a star got to do is introduce people to Jesus. Number four, the star can bring this world to the only one that gives true joy. I want you to see what Matthew chapter 2 says, and I love this passage right here. This right here always gets me excited. Because these wise men had been searching for Jesus. They had been looking for the Son of God. And the Bible says that when they finally found him, here's what the Bible says. They, they were so, what, let me just read what the Bible says. Here, look at verse 10. When they saw the star, they rejoiced with joy. Is that what the Bible says? No. They could have just said, when they saw the star, they rejoiced, and went on to verse 11. They could have said, when they saw the star, they rejoiced with joy, then went on in verse 11. They could have said, when they saw the star, they rejoiced with great joy. But no, no, the Bible wants you to know clearly how they felt. When they saw the star, look what the Bible says, they rejoiced with exceeding great joy. Now, can I ask you a question? What in this world gives you exceeding great joy reason to rejoice? There's not a whole lot of things. I mean, if somebody came up to me today and handed me a briefcase with $2 million cash in it, I would probably be exceeding with joy. I probably would. I'd be pretty happy with $2 million right before Christmas. How many of y'all would be a little happy getting $2 million today like someone handed it to you? Amen. Praise the Lord for that. That'd be wonderful. There's some things that just might make you real happy. Some of y'all got so excited to jump out of bed and had a little joy this morning because there was a hot pot of coffee waiting for you and you were excited about that. How many of y'all had some joy about a cup of coffee this morning? Yeah. In fact, some of you had a, cup of, uh, had a little joy about three cups of coffee or four cups of coffee, right? Maybe some of you today had some joy because you got to go to church today. Who was excited about that? I hope that was sincere. God's watching you in the house of God. Don't you be phony now. It's time to be real. This is real talk right now. Ain't no phony folk around here, right? Some of y'all excited because of lunch today. My wife's making a roast beef. Hallelujah. We're going to have a roast beef. Thank God for the cow that sacrificed its life that I might get the roast beef today for lunch. Amen. What are you saying, preacher? I'm saying there's many things in life that do bring us joy, but nothing will cause us to rejoice with exceeding great joy than Jesus Christ. Why? Because what the testimony of these wise men is, is the search for wisdom did not satisfy us. The search for fame had not given us uh, what we needed that gratification. These were wise men from the east. They were accomplished men. These weren't just lowly shepherds that got to see it in Luke chapter 2. These were men, and by the way, the shepherds got to see it first before these guys did. But these wise men, they wanted to find this, 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 this person that was going to give them that complete satisfaction, complete unction, complete understanding, complete peace, and complete joy. They had been to education and it failed them. They had been in the halls of wisdom and it didn't quite scratch that itch. And they had tried all these different things, but when they saw a little baby who was promised from thousands of years ago. They couldn't just have joy. They couldn't just have great joy. They couldn't just have exceeding great joy. They rejoice with exceeding great joy. That's the Jesus we're talking about today. Wow. And I get to be a star for him. Bless the Lord. Number five and I'm done. 
Number one, we are his star. Number two, we're a star for Jesus can make an impact on this world. Number three, all a star has to do is direct people or introduce people to Jesus. Number four, a star can bring this world to the one who gives joy. Number five, and I'm done. A star is a reliable source of light in a very dark world. Matthew 2, verse 9, I've already mentioned this a little bit, but I'll finish here. How many of you can find the Big Dipper on a clear night? Right? Today we have GPS. We are so spoiled. I, I love talking to teenagers nowadays because you ain't lived till you've been in a car with a Rand McNally Atlas, man. I mean, every car, you had to make room for that Atlas, man. I mean, our Atlas almost had its own seat. And my dad loved that atlas so much, you had to make sure it had a buckle on it or something. Because, man, he, my dad didn't care if me and my brother and sister were buckled up, but that map had to be buckled up in there. And that Rand McNally atlas, man, that map that was like this big. And when you open up, it was twice as big. And you'd lay that out there, and man, remember all the little grids, and you'd, I'd put my pinky on there and figure out how, how 10 miles is that and figure out how far we were going. And, man, my dad drove from Florida to California in about 28 hours one time, 20, 30 hours without stopping and sleeping. And all he had was that map. And I tell you what, man. You didn't touch that shrine unless you got his permission. Dad, can we touch the Atlas map? He'd look back and he'd think about it and hesitate. Okay, go ahead. We'd open it up and look at it. But if we ripped a page out of it, ooh, ooh, we was in trouble. I can't tell you how you disciplined us in 2023 because it makes people nervous nowadays. But we was old school whooping drives. I mean, I mean, he, he old school disciplined us. When you, when you use the word whooping, you know what I'm talking about. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about when you say whooping, right? But man, them old, old school atlases, man, that's how they got us. Now we have GPSs, and they're too nice sometimes. You missed your turn, recalculating. Turn. I, I want the ones that say, hey, idiot, you missed your turn. Turn around and go back the other direction. I mean, wouldn't that be cool? I mean, that'd sound more like a wife. But anyway, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Nah, not my wife. Not my wife. Some of y'all testified to that. Nah. But in the olden days, many times... Soldiers, battalions would travel through at night to strategically get located for the next day's wars, and they would, they had a map. A lot of times it was the map of the sky. They would look up to the sky, and the stars would tell them exactly where they needed to go. Constellations aren't even a big deal anymore nowadays. I remember being a kid, it seemed like it started fading off back then, but people used to know what all the star constellations were, how they would signify things, and they stood for things, and they literally, it was literally God's map in the sky for the old society that people lived in back then. Can I tell you something today? The GPSs of man aren't getting people where they need to go. And in this dark world, they're, they're trying to go by what man says. And when they miss the turn, they keep recalculating. And they miss the turn again, and they keep recalculating. And they miss this turn, and they miss that turn. When all they got to do sometimes is find a star. And I'm looking at a bunch of stars today that'll just say, hey, it's a dark world out there, but I can take you to the real light, the destiny, the final destination of your soul. It can rest peacefully and joyfully in the arms and the heart of the Lord Jesus Christ. In this dark world, you and I can make a difference. You see in verse 9 again, and I'm done, it says, when they had heard the king, they departed and lo, the star when they saw in the east which they saw in the east, went before them till it came and stood over where the young child was. You and I have the privilege today, privilege of being a star for Jesus. It's an honor. 
to shine in this dark world. And it's an honor to teach this next generation, these children, that you can be a star for Jesus. You can be different. Different isn't bad. You can live different, look different, talk different, walk different, so that you can be a star in this dark world and people see there's something different about you and me. And they find Jesus because of the testimony of the real stars. You see, one day there's going to be an award. Last night was the Heisman Trophy Award. They gave out to the most valuable college football player. But one day there's going to be an award show in heaven. And I hate to bust your bubble, but they're not going to call up Michael Jordan and congratulate on the six championships. Or LeBron James or Taylor Swift for all their Emmys and music awards and all that stuff. But there will be missionaries. There'll be faithful church members who clean buildings and watch nurseries and taught Sunday school classes and drove a bus. And in that award show in heaven, it's going to be a lot better. And they're going to call stars forward and say, hey, you did this, you did that. And by the way, that kid is in heaven because of you. That lady's in heaven because you gave money to the missions. You did. God's keeping track of all of those things. God says when someone gives a cup of water to somebody, he keeps track of that. You talk about a detailed, organized God. That's God. Every little thing you've done that could have contributed to the salvation of some other soul, God's keeping track of. And one day he's going to pat you on the back and say, well done. And he might even give you an award. And when you get that award or I get that award, I hope I can turn right around and say, Jesus, this is for you because you're the real star. Be a star for Jesus. Someone in darkness today needs you this time of year to be a star for Jesus. Heads are bowed, eyes are closed. Thank you for listening so well.
the gently falling snow and you shine brighter than the stars all aglow no angel choir can compare to the beauty of your cry oh tiny king divine jesus child of wonder there's no other one like you savior lord so precious in your presence all is new jesus child of wonder i worship you more than silver or fine gold and you are sweeter than the honeycomb the words of every tongue and tribe cannot tell all that you are oh treasure of my heart Jesus child of wonder in your presence all is new Jesus child of wonder I worship you I worship you. 